You are listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Father Roderick. We're here each and every week to kind of share with you what life is like in between episodes of The Biggest Loser, the one of the biggest hit television shows around the world as far as living a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And today, Father Roderick, we're going to kick off a new series for the summer here. We're going to be talking about a special new show from Jillian Michaels. Yeah, it's Losing It with uh, Jillian Michaels. It's a show that she has been preparing uh, while she was still shooting uh, The Biggest Loser uh, Season 9. But it would be a solo uh, project where she would go, instead of waiting for people to come to to the ranch and, uh, and, and, you know, she would be like a personal trainer for a whole bunch of people, she would go visit one family for one week trying to get them on track to a healthier life. And of course, in one week, you cannot, uh, you know, make people lose the amount of weight that we see people, contestants lose on The Biggest Loser. But it's all about the, the switch that needs to be changed. You know, the, the, it's, 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 she's looking for that moment where she can change the mentality. And once you've changed the mentality of people and you've kindled that, motiv- that internal motivation then she can she can go away she can leave and then you know part of the format is that she comes back uh, a couple of weeks later to see how the family is doing it's a little bit it reminded me when i first read about the format of the show it reminded me of uh, uh i don't know if you know that show cliff um uh, dave R- uh, ramsey's uh, wait is it no gordon ramsey i always mistake <laughs> kitchen nightmares yeah, kitchen nightmares where he visits uh, a restaurant uh, that is in uh, in shambles and is almost on the brink of going bankrupt, and he tries to uh, to to do a, a makeover of that restaurant. But most importantly, in every episode, he has to change the mentality of the people, and then he comes back a couple of weeks later to see if the restaurant is still successful. And then Jillian kind of does that with families. Well, you know, I, I am very familiar with Gordon Ramsay's uh, Kitchen Nightmares, one of my favorite television shows, uh, especially I, I, I really love Gordon Ramsay. I, I, you, I first heard about him from you and I heard you going on and on and on about this guy. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> this sounds so boring. <laughs> and then I actually <laughs> sat down and watched him an episode when I, I had heard that he was going to be on this thing called Hell's Kitchen. And man, did I fall in love with anything <laughs> that he produces. It is just great stuff. He's a very entertaining guy. A little bit rough, uh, you know, in terms of language, but, you know, he's from the UK. So what does he know? Right. Fortunately, <laughs> on American television, there is no problem. They've got that bleep button, uh, you know, so yeah. every, every three seconds there is a, oh, and I can't believe you bleep, you do bleep, <laughs> bleep. <laughs> my, my kids go around, bleep off. <laughs> it's like oh, great. No, seriously, though. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I actually, when I started, sat down and I was watching Losing It with Jillian, the first episode, I was a little bit concerned because I knew of the format of Kitchen Nightmares and, and, and the, you know, even with The Biggest Loser, we, we get to hear how things are going, but sometimes we have to wait weeks and, and, and sometimes months before we get an update about how these people are doing. Uh, but in this first episode, I was very pleased to see that they had filmed this in such a way that 
they they didn't give us this episode until after she had already been there, di- spent the week with the family, and then also they had plenty of time, gave the six-week gap in time to show us what they've accomplished in a six-week period of time. And I was glad that they incorporated that all in one episode. Yes, because otherwise um, the show would have uh, set itself up for failure because you need that payoff. Otherwise people could just say, well... Huh, she's there for one week. What what is that gonna change? You know, as soon as she's out of the door, these people are going back into their former routines, which is a I think a very n- normal assumption because in one week can you really change people or or should you have we last time we've been talking about goal setting. If you don't have a goal, if you don't have a moment where, you know, there's something to aim for where Jillian will actually go back and 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 kick you, <laughs> if, you if you haven't done anything, then you know, yeah, I think that a lot of these projects might have failed. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, the that I wish they would do with Kitchen Nightmares, what they did with losing it with Jillian, and do the same thing versus giving us an episode every now and then. But here's here's the situation. We we had this first episode. Do you remember the name of the family? I'm not quite familiar. It's been a couple oh, weeks. Oh, it's some I, kind of Italian, an Italian family. Um, no, I just, I don't remember. Anyway, it was an Italian family, and um, I think... All but one of the folks in the family were uh, would be considered overweight, if not, I think most of them, if not all of them, were obese, uh, with the exception of the daughter. And one of the things yes. that I found interesting... We, just, we, we discover later on why she is the skinny one. <laughs> exactly. We discover that both the father and the daughter had surgery, one of, the, one of those... Uh, laparoscopic surgeries or lap bands or whatever whatever those things are. Anyway, the, the surgery was a failure, unfortunately, for the dad, but was technically a success for the daughter. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I really enjoyed seeing played out in this episode was that although the daughter, who is very much within her ideal height and weight, she physically looks great, but you can tell that she still felt, in, in, in her own words, as the fat girl. Yes. I thought it was a brilliant uh, moment during the show where she actually breaks down and Jillian tells her, you know, you can have surgery and that fixes the symptoms, but it doesn't fix you. And it's only when you, when you change, you know, in mentality, uh, that is when you start to really heal. And I thought it was so, that is so true. And so profound, you know, your self-image cannot be surgically changed. It's something that needs to happen in your mind and in your heart. You know, that's something, Father Roderick, in all the episodes that we've done here for the Biggest Loser Fan podcast, I don't think we've talked about self-image before. I mean, in detail. True. No, we've never uh, uh, brought it up as a, as a, uh, a singular theme, but it's a, it's a very important one. Yeah. It, and it, yeah. It, one of the things that I, I recognize in in myself is that when I grew up as a, you know growing up as a child, I don't remember ever being taught about self esteem. I, I remember suffering from lack of self esteem. I remember you know being the odd man out all the time. Which which now that I look at my life as a child as an adult. I recognized that, you know, I always felt like everybody else was banded together. They all had these great friendships as kids and I was the odd man out. When I look at it now, I see that even the popular kids that I know, uh, like Mm -hmm. friends of my my daughter and stuff like that, they all struggle 
with feeling like the odd man out. So everybody feels, it seems to me like most children feel like they're separated from everybody else. That even though they may be considered by others to be the popular kid. Well, and sometimes the popular kids in, in hindsight were perhaps overcompensating their own insecurity. We saw that with, we saw that with Darius. Um, he was in, in the biggest loser season nine. He said, you know, I was always, you know, I was all these girls friends, you know, and I was the funny guy. I was the, you know, I was the popular guy. Everybody wanted to hang out with me cause I was the life of the party, but really he was the life of the party, as you said, because he was overcompensating for his lack of self-confidence. And a lot of the healing, um, can only take place if you start to accept yourself, um, the way you are. Uh, and and even loving yourself in in a good way. I mean, in, in, in like, uh, it's not just about accepting the status quo, but loving yourself enough that you can also hope for yourself to become even you know healthier and uh, and to be able to um, look at the future with hope instead of just trepidation that I will always be the fat kid or I will always have this lack of self-esteem. And it's a, it's a difficult process and it goes, I don't know about you, but I personally always have my ups and downs. There are moments that I feel, you know, great and I'm, I'm proud of what I've accomplished. And there are other moments, especially during weeks where life is tough and, and you, you know, you don't have enough sleep or you have issues maintaining your health or your ideals. And you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh man, I don't like that face on the other side of the mirror. And, uh, you know, I wish I was someone else. <laughs> it, it's one of the struggles of doing this podcast, to be honest with you, is it, and, and some of the other podcasts that I do where I kind of just openly share, you know, you know, hopefully some insightful, encouraging information. But to be honest with you, from week to week, there are times when I do struggle with like what you're saying. I, I There are times when I, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I feel like a failure because I haven't lived up to all my own expectations that I've put on myself. Speaking of which, I was listening to your latest episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life this morning. And I was listening and it was as if I was looking in the mirror and you were talking. I was like, this is uncanny. This is, this is creepy because everything you described, <laughs> what happened, and I'm, I'm going to let you kind of do a, a recap of that. But everything you said, I was like, that's exactly how I felt. That's exactly where I'm right now. <laughs> and up, up, you know, up to the, the, the amount of, of uh, weight well, the, the the number on the scale, the 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 amounts of pounds plus or minus that you saw as like, I just saw exactly the same amount on the scale this morning. This morning, <laughs> but I applaud you, and I I was I was listening. It's like, man, <laughs> Cliff has some guts to to record this episode because I don't know if I would have had the courage to record that and be so open and so honest. And and what I loved most was that you ended the episode was like. Don't get me wrong, despite everything that I just told you, this has been a couple of very, very good weeks. So you you were actually much more positive and you you were more optimistic than I was at that point. Well, um, the the episode, and, and I'm sorry, let me look it up real quick uh, to find out what episode number that is. But it was, in, in fact, <clears throat> I titled the episode, 
why let's see here why choose failure when success is an option it's episode number four right exactly Jillian says exactly so this is episode number 468 at pursuing a balanced life.com if anybody's interested um and and that's exactly it what happened was i i got on the scale you know i had you know we had had some great things leading up to the the lost party i had shared with you the week before the lost party i kind of you know, lost track of counting my calories and all the other things that were going on with that. Um, and then, you know, the week after the party, I kind of just really laid back, take, took it easy, uh, just really in recovery mode. And I just never got out of recovery mode, to be honest with you. And, and, um, and, you know, life started to pick up and get busy and, and a lot of great things happened, a lot of wonderful things. So as far as my pursuit of a balanced life, all is not lost because, when mm-hmm. I think of pursuing a balanced life, I'm not just thinking of the number on the scale and I'm no. not just thinking of my success in, in, in food choices and healthy eating. When I think about, um, when I think about pursuing a balanced life, I'm thinking about my time with my family. I'm thinking about my career. I'm thinking about how much time I'm spending in personal development, reading books that help me to grow my mind. Um, and also, uh, personal development is my fa- development is my faith, and and so it, it's so many other areas. And so when I look at it, I got on the scale, and I, I can't remember now. Was it nine pounds? Seven pounds. Seven pounds. It was seven pounds that I had gained when I got on the scale. And I'll tell you what, that was a huge blow. And I'm like, whoa, there's no way I can show my face or or share my voice on the next Biggest Loser fan podcast. It's it, <laughs> No, nobody's going to want to listen to this yo-yo guy. Um, you know what? I was listening to that and you said seven pounds. I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I saw on the scale. Because I also gained seven pounds. And it was, and a lot of the things that you described, uh, you remember last time I talked a little bit about, you know, being a bit overworked and having to take it easy and sleeping more. Well, I've been really hit by, I don't know what it is, but I'm just constantly tired. And and it, at the same time, I can't really sleep that well. So I'm during the day, I'm tired. And that has a very negative impact on my, on my um, self-control. Or how do you say that? The, 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 Your willpower. Uh, willpower. And so, you know... <laughs> I've been eating lots of garbage lately. Yeah. You know? And I was like, and I know that when I'm eating that, I'm telling myself, well, tomorrow I can always run. (laughs) And then I listen to, I listen to you and you say exactly the same thing. You know, he's like, well, you know, I can always, you know, I can always, I can, I will, I will work out tomorrow. (laughs) And then tomorrow never comes. Like Cliff, I cannot believe it. You're describing my life. Are you sure that this is pursuing a balanced life by Cliff Ravenscraft? And, (laughs) or is this, you know, is this actually Father Roderick trying to do an impersonation of uh, of Cliff? Well, I, I'll tell you, it, it, it was it was it was heartbreaking to me to get on the scale and to see that number is very discouraging. But mm. I will tell you, um, you know, I at the same time, you know, while I, I definitely took my focus off of counting calories, off of food choices and, and physical activity, I, I did I did. I was very focused on getting some other areas of my life in order um, and, and especially, I mean, when I say recovery mode from in recovery mode, it wasn't just recovery mode from planning for this loss party. It's recovery mode for, you know, five months of two episodes a week of the lost podcast, which, you know, people might not realize this, but that's like eight hours of my life every week devoted to one TV show and its podcast 
for a community of 60,000 people. I mean, it, that's a lot of stuff. And it, and, uh-huh. and I really wanted to show my family that, you know what? I'm done with this now. I'm ready to be with you guys more. I'm, I'm making this commitment. And, and so when I became so, when I became so laser focused on that, I lost my focus in that other area. And so I felt great about it, but I'll be honest with you. I sometimes struggle with this big P word perspective because when I woke up this morning, Father Roderick, I will tell you that I wasn't thinking of how much of a success I was as a father and as a husband the last two weeks. I thought to myself, the first thing that came to my mind is I'm that guy that's seven pounds more ex- more heavier than I was the last time I recorded the Biggest Loser Fan podcast, and I'm going to have to go downstairs and tell somebody that. And I'm, yeah. and it's like ah, and 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 then that you know that comes down to that you know your self worth and and how do you mm-hmm. feel about yourself and and that's why I think it's important to to re- to recognize that you know and and especially with this podcast and I want our community to hear this. It's not about the number. It's not about the scale. It is about health. And health yeah. is more than just the physical. And the scale is a t- it's really a tool. It's something that can keep you motivated, that can help you stay accountable. But it's just a tool. It's not a goal in itself. Exactly. And, and, and we've said this before. Um, if you live... Um, if you make the right choices or what is it? The weight loss is almost automatic if you make some some profound choices in your life about balance, about your it's more about lifestyle that will also result in a in a healthy weight. Um and and oftentimes it's it's on this level of self-esteem, self-image that the actual problem is. It's it's not the problem is not junk eating junk food. Eating junk food is a is is a symptom of something that is happening in your mind, in your heart. And, and, and if you don't attack the cause, and I think that was the whole thing that, that Jillian taught that family, as long as we don't work on the real cause, then I can teach you a thousand recipes and you're still going to be overweight. Yeah. Whereas the point that, I, that, I, that the healing starts on the inside, that is when you will see all the other results. And, and, and just... Now, while listening to your PABL episode, I was realizing that myself is like, wow, Cliff has the same, you know, pretty disastrous result on the scale this week, yet he's in an optimistic and a positive mode. He's like, well, I'm looking at the bigger picture. I've been doing a, 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 I've make, I've been making a, a lot of real good choices when it comes to getting some more sleep, taking care of my family, being with my family, uh, slowing down my life. And that's what I should do too, instead of just focusing on, oh my goodness, I messed it up. I'm a lousy example. I should take that bigger perspective and be happy with everything that I've, you know, it's not, not for nothing that I'm, I've been overworked <laughs> because I've been working so hard and I've been doing a lot of great stuff and it's something to be proud of and something to be thankful of. And for me, there's also kind of a spiritual aspect to this uh, because it, it's not just about my own self-esteem or my own self-image, but uh, I think much more important is, you know, how does God see me? And God never gives up on people. And, he, and even if I make mistakes or I fall or I sin, he's always right there, you know, if I want it to take my hand and to lift me up again. And, and that's kind of the attitude that I, I think I need to adopt. And right. that will probably, you know, uh, take away a lot of the, this, this temporary setback, you know, in no time. 
Well, you you mentioned the the spiritual aspect of this, Father Roderick, and and I'll I'll be honest with folks out here. You know, you're you're a Catholic priest. I'm very much involved in in heavily mindset of ministry myself in 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 the Christian faith as well. And and we definitely never want to take this podcast and just beat people over the head with faith. And it's not something that we harp on a lot. But man, there certainly is a faith element to this as 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 far as talking about this self worth and self confidence and and the way that we value ourselves. And it's to understand that we're here for a purpose and that God has, and it, 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 sometimes I find myself way too focused on what other people think about me and how they value me. But the truth is that I wasn't created by other people for other people. I was created by God for God and for his purpose. And when I think about that, that, you know, God does love me no matter what. He, you know, it's kind of like when I think of my own children, my own children fail me quite often. And mm-hmm. and there's never been a day that I've ever felt like I loved them less, that I valued them less. Have I been upset or angry with them? You bet. Mm-hmm. You bet. I've been very disappointed in my children for some decisions <laughs> that they've made, but their value has never changed. My love for them has remained constant. And if I ever think for a second that my love for my kids is stronger than God's love, then boy, am I way too arrogant and should he just strike me down. So when I think of things in that realm, then then it, it and of course, it's all about the big P word again there. It's about the mm-hmm. perspective. What does God feel about me? What is my value? How valuable am I to God's overall purpose and plan in this world? And And the thing is, Father Roderick, we do have a purpose and especially you and I, we come here and we, we record this podcast. We, I mean, we don't change people's lives. We, we share our lives because that's what we feel God calling us to do. And people hear that they become inspired and God helps those folks who, who make an effort to change their lives. And so we are being a part of great God's great plan here, even in sharing our failures. I hope so. I hope so. And I think you make a, a really great analogy between the love of parents for their kids and, uh, you know, the way that, that Christians, you know, see their God as, as, a, as a father. And so there's the same kind of parent-child relationship on a spiritual level. And that's probably why I was touched so much by this first episode of, um, of Losing It with Jillian, because she has an amazing talent to you know we, we and I think this this also changes a lot of the perception that people had of her. Uh, most people see her as the you know the tough trainer and the the person that's always yelling at people and and she does a bit of yelling at the beginning a little bit too much for my taste yeah. <laughs> to kind of enforce that 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 stereotype. But then she gets to a much deeper level where she brings that family together and and perhaps for the first time since years they tell each other you know I love you. And that is why I push you. You know that that scene in the gym where this this mother, or you know, she she's she's pushing her husband, and it's the first time in her life that she actually dares to do that, and because she understands that it's out of love. And they tell each other, you know, I love you, and I want to be there for you. And 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 before that, they were never really communicating that. They they never told each other, you know, you're valuable to me, and that is you know why I want you to become healthy. Everybody was trying to spare each other and to let's not talk about this. Let's let's not talk about that. There were a lot of taboos in that family, things that they couldn't talk about, you know, losses, distress, even 
failure or grief, you know, that, that, that mother lost one of her children. And uh, as a couple, they have n- had never been able to talk about it. And it has been was, 16 years. Oh my goodness. And, and that was the root or one of the major elements in, in, in that family going downhill in terms of lifestyle because they were overcompensating on the level of food to, to, to eat away the pain. But what I loved was that, that, that one scene where they were all together in the living room sitting on a couch and you could tell that the, the cameraman had a hard time even getting squeezed in there with all these big people and, you know, huge chairs and seats. And yet that was the most touching moment where there's a, like a breakthrough in their relationship where they tell each other, I care for you. I love you. You are important to me and you you are valuable to me. And that is when, that's the beginning of self-worth. And then you see these people grow and then six weeks later, Jillian comes back for uh, the wedding of this daughter of theirs and and everybody is just beaming and you see that there's a new self-confidence that has grown, self-worth and they're proud to, to have accomplished a little bit of weight loss. It's not much and they still have a long way to go but you can tell that there's so much healing that went on in that one week and uh, I was just very impressed. I was very so- I was very impressed as well. And, and I, I, again, I love the fact that they come back six weeks later. They show us the, the wedding and, and you can tell, I mean, six weeks is not a long, lot of time. It's a month and a half. You know, she comes there, she spends a week with them. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they make some goals. Uh, obviously, the, the principle of making goals and setting goals. Uh, they had six weeks to prepare and to do some things. And by golly, there was life change among every single one of them. Yeah. And uh, Jillian was, while she was filming these first few episodes of her show, she was uh, using Twitter and Facebook to communicate to her fan base, which is very, very large. Every time she puts up one message on Facebook, like one hour later, she's got 500 replies. (laughs) But um, she already told us, uh, and this was a couple of months ago, that she was uh, completely blown away herself by the impact of that show on people's lives and on herself. And that, you know, in one week, she became part of the family. She just, you know, got so attached to all these people that she was helping. And again, I I love that. I, I think Jillian Michaels is another example of someone who works in the entertainment industry and in the movie or film TV industry. But at the same time, it's someone who who definitely does it out of a, a sense of, you know, that's her mission in life right. to help people. And, and it's on a much deeper level than just being a physical trainer. And that's rare in the world of entertainment to see people that are, you know, go beyond just the stereotype image that they, you know, that, that the networks want them to project. You know, and, and you bring up a valuable point here uh, and, and something that just really in my mind, and for those of us who are, of, of the faith where we pray and, and think, give, you know, good thoughts to folks. I, I would certainly encourage us to, to remember to pray for somebody like a, a Jillian Michaels, because imagine, you know, the weight of that we feel when, when we struggle with maybe having an off week. I mean, yeah. can you imagine the pressure and the stress that she must go through in, in the event where she gets on the scale and maybe sees an increase in that number? Yeah. Uh. Well, she, 
She talks talks a lot about that, or talked a lot about that on her radio show, where she's very, you know, very much herself. And then if she had a ba- bad hair day, she would just, you know, start yelling <laughs> at the people in the in the studio. And she was just very genuine. And she also uh, uh, talks about uh, the the pro- the problem of always being on TV in front of the cameras and having to do these photo shoots, and then having to lose a few vanity pounds, and then as soon as the Biggest Loser is is all, is is done as soon as one season is wrapped up she gains at least 10 or 20 pounds back wow because she's starving yeah. herself just for the cameras and because she has to project this image and uh, and then afterwards you know she got and she, another thing that I love about Jillian is that she keeps stressing on her radio show and I'm, I'm listening back to you know episodes that I've been able to find online she keeps stressing how much she hates working out oh like, my yes. gosh that I love that she's like I hate working out I hate the gym and yet she does it <laughs> yes and, and and you know I I bet you anything that a lot of the reason she does it is she's put herself in a place where she's held accountable by the decisions that she makes and and I I I think there's a lot of value in putting your yourself out there and and to you know for, for you and I Father Roderick it's it's doing these podcasts telling people you know, where we are sharing our journey. And for those of you who are listening, we want to encourage you to find yourself a a community, community of people where you can tell them your goals, you can share with them and, and not in a way that says, Hey, look at me, look how exciting and, and how together I have it, but share your journey and say, Hey, you know, come join me in this journey. Come join me in this process. For you, that could be your own Facebook profile, your Twitter profile. It could be a group of people you work with. It could be your family. And that's the one thing I really love about losing it with Jillian is it's not just about, you know, one person in the family. It's not just about mom and dad or, you know, it's not just about um, husband, wife. It's about the entire family. And, And for those of us who have families, it is important to get everybody on the same page because we really can change the future in our family trees. And I just absolutely love that. Absolutely. And uh, I, I admire um, a, a person like Jillian Michaels because she's, she's not perfect. <laughs> she's, she's, she's a great coach. She's an amazing, a sensitive person. Uh, and at the same time, she has her little, you know, hiccups and problems, <laughs> even with her self-esteem, you know, and, and her self-worth. And and in a way, that that makes me feel comfortable sharing my own failures as well, because I know that that makes us relatable in a way. <laughs> Although, you know, I'm going to try my best to to you know to reboot and uh, and do some calorie counting this week. <laughs> Absolutely, and me as well. Hey, Mary is in uh, one of the chat rooms that we have going, and she says, I think it's interesting that Jillian actually lives with the family, which I, yeah. I you know, that is pretty interesting. She's not at a hotel down the road. She's mm-hmm. with them. She lives with them for a week. Wow. It's, it's probably why she can get to the, the core. You know, you have to do, you have to be 24-1 with these people, and, and then you start to discover what's really going on. Right. Well, hey, on on the uh, Biggest Loser Fan Podcast, I just want to tell you there's a comment for the Ali Vincent interview that we did on the show notes. Uh, Somebody who goes by Invisible Missile says, hey, Cliff and Father Roderick, I am listening to your amazing, inspiring podcast right now and so pleased to uh, hear how well your weight loss for the finale went. Anything (laughs) is possible. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Just drill it in. Anyway. 
Thank you for daring to dream. I can't believe how many years I've been afraid, spent afraid to fail. No more. Anyway, I thought I'd better look up uh, or update you on my results regarding my own weight loss for the lost finale goal. I lost six pounds and my goal was eight. So I didn't meet my goal for the finale, but I did reach my goal in time for the American Idol finale a couple days later, if it counts. Of course it counts. Cool. And get this. This person says, after reaching that goal, I'm thrilled to announce that I am now overweight. Previously, obese, according to my BMI. Congratulations. That is exciting. Very encouraging. Hey, we want to... Love- we want to hear from you guys. If you want, give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Father Roderick, anything you want to plug from over there at SQPN this week? Oh, just come over and check out some of our shows. I mean, it's it's all it's all good. And... Uh... <laughs> You know, my, my, in my show, The Break, I might uh, talk a little bit about self-esteem and failure as well on uh, next Monday. There you go. Hey, everybody, check that out, sqpn.com. And also, we will be back again next week, and we invite you to be a loser.